0: Kicking off your weekend of binge, it is Chair Shot Reality on WrestlingInc.com. We're here at the beautiful Point Park University Studios in downtown Pittsburgh. I am Justin LaVar alongside Juicy Steen. Juice, the big news, the hot topic. It's crazy. We'll call you Juice Nostradamus Steen, because you said it somewhere. You said it even- I, I said it on you Twitter. S- you said it even before they randomly made yep. an unadvertised match of yep. AJ versus gender days earlier on social media. And
1: then they announced the match, and I said I asked you on your podcast if it was going to happen. You said, nope, and it ended up happening, and now look.
0: Juice made some claim weeks ago of what if they made AJ win the title before Survivor Series, and AJ goes to, to take on Brock. I took and, it. Yeah. And 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 look, let's look back at the time. Let's look back at two weeks ago. Why would I have any reason to think that's going to happen when they've done all the promotion of Jinder versus Brock? That doesn't matter.
1: Well, that doesn't matter to me because my thing is, if, if if the reports of Vince changing it like on the fly kind of just however he thought it wasn't going to work with Gender and Brock that's why I thought they were going to just make a title switch looking at cards ahead they they have AJ and Gender facing so maybe you know that was going to happen, and I just assumed maybe before Survivor Series to get a better match. So and now Jinder's out in no man's land. No so match. on
0: Monday Night Raw, they they go they 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 stuck to their promotion. Yeah. Of Jinder versus Brock, they ran the video packages. that kept in the promotion. It's so all was a part of the so, plan. Yeah, I mean, I'll give them credit. It, 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 worked, it worked because you. It, it worked because I'm seeing that. I'm like, okay, well, I can't see him dropping the title now. A t- day later, <laughs> Man, he they drops had the title. You hook line and I mean, they did. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he drops the title. So then it's like. Well, he can't be hurt, because he just wrestled 25 minutes with AJ, and ironically, the match was actually Jinder's best TV match, I think. Well, that's because AJ good. puts everybody yeah, to good their dance best ability. And, good good dancing partner, much like I do with you. So, I'm yeah. like, okay. injury? Probably not. You look at him, and you go, is it a f- wellness test? But
1: as of now, he hasn't been suspended. And he, he, de- he, he denied it, too. And he, he denied that he... That he, that he it'd was be crazy it. If, it was, if nothing happened. They were just like, nah, so, Jinder the only other
0: understood. option is unless WWE is actually thinking, oh, okay, no. we're going to India in December, we want him to win it back in India, which... Is ridiculous to me. Let him go in his champion. If, if
1: that happens, that means the title changed hands in the UK and in India all in the same year. That'd be, that's a monumental thing. you got the shark cages happening, you got title switches all over the place. So we have AJ now versus Brock Lesnar. Dream match. Uh, to sum a dream match at Survivor Series. I like it better than Finn Balor versus...
0: I do. Versus, I agree with you that. Brock I like Lesnar, AJ definitely. versus Brock better than I would Finn in the spot. But at the same time, AJ Styles. Phenomenal, pun intended, performer. Um, very credible. He has good kicks. He has a very good forearm. But, like, beyond that, I'm asking you guys, really, what are we expecting Brock Lesnar to sell off of A.J.'s offense that's really going to be truly believable? I think
1: A.J., and I... I I think AJ can get him up for the Styles Clash, even though you don't think so. Uh, no. I think he can, but I mean, I don't know. I think that, in general, the the, the moves that he's going to do to chop him down, he's going to do a lot of the leg kicks. The leg kicks will work. Type of, that type of stuff. I don't think it's going to be anything crazy. I, if it was an ODQ match, maybe I, would, I could see more things, more offense pertaining to him that Brock would have to sell. But
0: is it possible if if what I just
1: said a minute ago, if Jinder's going to still maybe do a little
0: feud with AJ and, and potentially even win the title yeah. back? Is it possible Jinder gets involved in this match, which somehow causes some kind of a screwy ending? It is Survivor Series. Yeah, Sc-
1: screwy is quite synonymous. Yeah, with it. I, I know. I, I don't know. I, if, if Jinder's not in this match at a run-in or something, or something, there's nothing for him to do. Yeah. When I had, you know, obviously miraculously predicted this whole thing, I thought he would be on the SmackDown team, but... You know the fact that no you way. called this early on. Are you are you are you in on the inside? Is, is, hey, maybe is there am... more to the name Juice? Hey, Jimmy Jacobs got fired. Maybe uh, someone took his place. And is there more to it. the name Juice? I really want to know this. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. I just have a good mind for the business. Something you've never had and you won't ever have. With your big old floppy head of hair on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mask in my glory. Tremendous. You wish you had this hair. Yeah, right. Share Shot Reality,
0: WrestlingInc.com. Make sure you like, share, comment, do what you got to do. We also, in, in addition to have the bench uh, playlist of videos here on the YouTube channel, you can also go to the Audio Boom channel and iTunes of Wrestling Inc. if you want to just have this audio. If you don't want to have to see Juice, I don't blame you. You can just hear the soothing sounds of myself and the scratchy remnants of Juice. we got plenty more to come. Josh Eisenberg is going to join us down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Hang in there. Keeping the playlist moving here on Chair Shot Reality on WrestlingInc.com. Myself, Justin Barr with the other CSR original down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He is Josh Eisenberg. And Josh, it is, of course, uh, all a game of bragging rights at Survivor Series. Team Raw, captained by Kurt Angle, up against Team SmackDown, captained by Shane McMahon. Uh, we have the teams complete now. And I ask you, which is a bigger surprise of these final members announced? Is it John Cena just announced on social media randomly to be part of <laughs> Team SmackDown? Or is it Jason Jordan, obviously the most inexperienced and uh, least credible on the red brand?
2: I think it's uh, John Cena, to be honest with you. We haven't seen John Cena in quite some time. We've seen all the star power really on SmackDown revolve more around the young and up-and-coming stars like a Bobby Roode and Shinsuke Nakamura sprinkled in with the veterans of Randy Orton and Shane McMahon, if you want to call Shane McMahon a veteran. But um, I don't think people saw John Cena participating in Survivor Series just because he hasn't been around uh, you know, for a couple of months. Um, The last time we saw him, he was really just working on Raw against Roman Reigns. So what's the point of him being a guy that's uh, fighting for Team SmackDown? I didn't understand it. So um, I'm more surprised about John Cena just because I think Jason Jordan needs that opportunity to shine with these main event guys. And I'm interested to see how he does. I think he might be the first eliminated, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was the last man standing.
0: I don't think I could be surprised about John Cena considering it's the old man's club over on the blue brand. Do you realize... Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura are the youngest on Team SmackDown at age 37. So, yeah. uh, John fits right in. No, but, you know, you're right. It is, it is out of nowhere with Cena. I was under the impression, I know it, there was other reports, and it, and it kind of seemed like that uh, you know, they might put Cena in a special referee capacity. Maybe, you know, again, I, I kind of thought we'd eventually see Cena versus Jinder Mahal. Obviously, we've, we've touched on that this weekend The gender's not championed right now. Um, so, yeah, Cena is a surprise. Jason Jordan, you've got to figure uh, Jordan being put on this, you know, November is you know, when WrestleMania tickets go on sale. November is when you start hearing about the WrestleMania card going from pencil to pen in the writer's room. So you got to start to wonder if this is the beginning of the build for whatever the payoff is. As I've stated over and over and we've talked about, I think, you know, Jason Jordan, you know, we find out is exploiting and obviously not really Kurt's son, uh, and it leads to a match. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think I could see Jason Jordan being the last man standing on the same team that has a Braun Strowman, but... Uh, you certainly got to think that he's going to have a pivotal role, uh, you know, teaming with his father. Well,
2: and, and I also think, Justin, you know, there could be some sort of dissension between Kurt and Jason during this match—something very small. If they really do want to go uh, along with Kurt Angle versus Jason Jordan at WrestleMania. Um, But like I said last week, and the thing I've been harping on the most, I don't know who the biggest beneficiary of this match is now. You know, um, John Cena can easily be one of the first two guys eliminated, and then, you know, there's that John Cena, why does he have it anymore storyline that we felt like we've been talking about for the past, you know, couple of years, maybe five years, that he's still having against these young guys. But then you look at guys like Braun Strowman, Shinsuke Nakamura, Bobby Roode. There's so many young and -and up-and-coming guys that may or may not have been champion before that WWE should invest in in this match. I'm just scared that they're going to go away and this match isn't going to mean anything. And think about it like this. Nobody in their right mind thought Dolph Ziggler would be the last man standing in the Survivor Series a couple of years ago and Sting uh, debuted in WWE. Who the hell... who does it? Who's the last man standing and what's the point of them being the last man standing, is there any importance to this match? I don't see it.
0: Yeah, I'm afraid. You know, again, it's hard. It's hard to book around Braun not being the guy that sticks around. But I, I, I am a worried, though, that while we are who who is it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> there he is. It sounded better. You had that deep voice in you. Now it's like you're three whiskeys in. Justin wouldn't be surprised if you are.
0: Not important. But I'd have to say uh, it's hard to book around Braun there. But you know, I, I do feel that while this match has star, you know, got star power all over the place, I do think that we're going to get distracted and it's all going to become just about Kurt and Kurt and then by extension Shane and you know Kurt holding on to his job and so, uh, you know, and, and I guess I don't wa- I don't want to I don't want I don't want I don't want damn it to hell all the way you know right now. But it, it, you know I'm I'm going to be very critical on how they do that to you know to have a match that has all these potential plot and storylines. And uh, depending on what takes the focal point, could really you know irk me the wrong way because you got. Yeah, I
2: agree. Does this end Survivor Series there, or do you have to go Brock and AJ?
0: I was just going to ask you the same thing. You know, I mm. I kind of feel since Brock and AJ, there's no title on the line, and because Survivor Series is you know this 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 Shane versus Angle match, you know, with the under siege stuff, that mm-hmm. really seems to be focal point storyline especially considering the Brock versus AJ which just was you know is being made with a week and a half you know a build so uh I'm gonna go though I'm gonna say the 515 does end the show because of all those factors
2: I, yeah I think so too because they've been, they've been getting the most time there's this emergency change and I think Vince even realized himself whenever he decided to give AJ the championship that, you know, you don't need a long storyline between Brock Lesnar and AJ Styles for their first interaction, because that's not what they do anymore. Unfortunately, with the network specials once a month, sometimes two times a month, brand splitting everything, you don't necessarily need a long storyline between the two guys. Styles and Lesnar have had multiple matches before, this is the first time, and people both love, or fans both love these two guys, so I think the 5 on 5 ends, but the 5 on 5 ends, and it doesn't end with something shocking to come out of it, it's going to be an extremely big letdown. Survivor Series is known for controversy, Justin, and they have to do something controversial to end the
0: night. Survivor Series is known uh, to, you know, for screw jobs. Uh, is, is it big enough or is it too obvious if, if Jason Jordan does a big screw job to Kurt Angle and we find out that Stephanie and or andor Triple H are behind it?
2: It might be too soon. Um, I think there's a better chance that we see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn potentially screwing things over. But with the reports of them being sent home, you never know what the hell's going to happen. I think everything's in pencil right now, and nothing's in pen.
0: Yeah, and that's actually sometimes uh, very exciting, though, because it keeps all of us on the edge. All right, coming up, next video, next segment. Josh and I will talk about Pete Dunn. Where does he belong? We'll break it down. Keeping it moving here, Chair Shot Reality, Eisenberg in Florida, LaBar here in Pittsburgh. And uh, let's do a little debating, Josh. People like it when we debate. Uh, Besides title changes in the U.K., uh, one of the other big stories that happened in the TV tapings for WWE in the UK.
2: Yeah, right. My boy.
0: Here, boy. It was- My
2: boy, baby. My boy, Pete Dunne. Let's go, Johnson. Let's talk some Pete Dunne. Let's talk bruiser weight.
0: Have you got a tattoo on your kneecap yet like him?
2: Maybe I have. Maybe I haven't. But the shorts that I'm wearing underneath this jacket wouldn't show.
0: <laughs> the, see, the secrets of the show revealed right there. Um, <laughs> Pete Dunne. Where is he a best fit? Is he best fit to be on a Raw? Is he best fit to be utilized in in NXT, which certainly has had talent pulled away from it? Is he best fit to be on 205 Live? What do you say?
2: I I think that Pete Dunne is a guy that is completely different than every UK talent that they've had and that that we've seen, whether it's Mark Andrews, whether it's Tyler Bate, Wolfgang, Trent Seven, all these really great performers in the ring. But Pete Dunne is head and shoulders above all of them. That's why he's the UK champion right now. Um, I personally think that Pete Dunne and the UK championship should be on NXT right now. Um, But I do think in the long term, a guy like Pete Dunne could be fast-tracked to WWE Raw. It's a 3-hour and 15-minute show each week, Justin. They just don't have that much attraction to it. And Pete Dunne's a guy that you can throw into a 15-20-minute match each week. Or he's a guy that you can slowly and organically build up into being a bruiserweight, being a guy that has the same build as Daniel Bryan. Let's face it, he's under six foot, he's just about 200 pounds. This is a guy that reminds me of Daniel Bryan more than Fit Finley or William Regal. He has the ability to do things in the ring that is unordinary but still very ordinary, whether bending your fingers back or doing something, a swift kick to the shin, something that looks strong start him at NXT, make the UK championship primarily an NXT championship that's defended there because they need that mid-card title, and then transition him when he ultimately drops that title to Raw like most NXT talents and NXT champions do.
0: I would hold him on 205 Live right now. Uh, When they did introduce him in his match, in his introduction on Raw, they did say he is 205 pounds, so he's right there at the limit to be a part of the the cruiserweight division, of course playing off the bruiserweight. I like it because, you know as we've talked about and and I've harped over and over, you know, I, I didn't feel like the cruiserweight division really worked well in today's WWE because of you know because of the styles and, and, and you know you see main event guys doing it that are 260 pounds. I think you know Enzo Amore, to his credit, with his heat, has brought interest. Has you know he's become a great antagonist for 205 Live. I think you put a Pete Dunn, a guy that you know talks about bruiserweight, He's not going to be high flying, at least not to the extent. As most of the other roster, he's just a guy, as you said. He's going to bend your fingers back. He's going to you know, ma- you know, meticulously uh, dissect you. I think, I think characters and different guys uh, like Enzo, like Pete Dunne, are what would what will help propel 205 Live to a level that you know that WWE wants it to be. Uh, and I think that you could get away with having Pete Dunne in that division for a while to bring attention to it, to bring interest. And because he is such a you know he's such a rugged fighter and the way he is built, you could easily have a storyline to where he's been called up to Raw or SmackDown. And you can say that he's put on a few pounds and he, you know, the Bruiserweight's put on a few pounds and he's ready and he starts, you know, going, he starts having matches with Giants, so to speak. And I, I think you could, he's one of the few guys you could transition out of 205 Live, make it believable, and he would fit uh, and wouldn't seem outcasted. So that's that's how I would take the Bruiserweight.
2: So you think that Pete Dunne to 205 Live benefits 205 Live more than it would benefit Pete Dunne at this time? I think it
0: benefits both. I think it gives 205 Live another shot in the arm, just as Enzo was. I also think for Pete Dunne, Rather than, you know, look, let's face it, if, he, if he's a regular on Raw right now, you know, or, you know, especially Raw, you know, with Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt, you know, fit, I, I think it would be hard, you know, even Elias, who's getting, who continues to get momentum, I think it wouldn't be the best uses, but if you put Pete Dunne in 205 Live, he's a top guy immediately, uh, and he can he can cause havoc there, and he can build even more credibility uh, to more viewers who are who are becoming aware of him, and then, Take that momentum
1: with it. Why
2: not NXT, Justin? Because he's a guy that's actually defended his championship, or, uh, won the championship at an NXT event, and they seemingly are desperate for a mid-card title with a bunch of random uh, feuds that happen. Wouldn't that be a perfect fit for him there?
0: It, it wouldn't be a bad fit. I mean, I, I don't think it's bad if he's in NXT. I just think 205 Live needs it more. I think 205 Live needs his potential, what could be built into star power. I think 205 Live needs, I mean, look, the, you know, two, they have a lot of cruiserweights. They've they got like, several guys that are, you know, in, in mass. Several guys that look similar. I mean, I just think you know, Pete Dunne's different. His look is different. His style is different. And that's what Two Five Live needs. Certainly, a mid-card title in NXT could be utilized right now. But NXT also still does have uh, a lot of rich talent in in their within their you know within their limits. So uh, I would put. I, and I think it's also just uh, it's good to see Pete Dunne in these bigger arenas, him to more people so that way it'll make his transition to Raw or SmackDown more flawless, because you'll see, you know, we've always said, you see guys get over in NXT and in front of the same fans, smaller venues, different, you know, format, it doesn't always translate to success when they come to the, you know, 15,000-person arenas of Raw or SmackDown. But if Pete Dunne can get over and, and, and help inject 205 Live in front of those same arenas and same crowds, it's going to make his move, if he did one, to Raw or SmackDown, I think that much more successful.
2: Well, here's the, the, the thing I'll, I'll just say that I, I disagree with you on is 205 Live airs when? After SmackDown. After two and a half hours of television for that live crowd. The only way that 205 Live has become interesting is because of the vocals of Enzo Amore. The matches are still good, but the matches aren't doing anything for fans to tune into. Pete Dunne doesn't talk right now. Not that he can't talk, but that's not his gimmick. That's not his style. If you put Pete Dunne at 205 Live, I fear he's going to be a guy like Cedric Alexander or Tony or He's classified as a guy with no charisma when it's quite the opposite because... Pete Dunne's a guy who doesn't need to say anything to get over with the crowd. I just fear when you put Pete Dunne in 205 Live, there's a lot of guys, maybe not the similar brawling style as him, but the same the same body type, the same under 200 pounds that you're classified as you're stereotyping all these guys as one. That could hurt him more than help him. And I just, I don't know if 205 Live is gonna be around this time next year. I just, I don't see this being a show that propels storylines and that that enhances talent. I don't think they can do that anymore. It hasn't happened once with
0: anybody. Well, time will tell. Uh, At Josh Eisenberg 4, at Justin LaVar, let us know what you think. At CS Reality, chime in on our Twitter, chime in on our Facebook. Of course, comment below on the videos. What do you think? Where does Pete Dunne best fit? And where is he ultimately going to end up in the world of WWE? We got one more video, one more segment to come, as Juice and I will close it out talking Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega in New Japan. You don't want to miss this. Finishing out the weekend here, Chair Shot Rally on Wrestling Inc, LaBar, Juice. It's a big week for you. Not only did you have, of course, we talked about to start off your correct random prediction about AJ Styles way before the match was even made. But of course, uh, you're getting what is probably a uh, bonerific match for
1: you. And that's an that's a, that's a interesting choice of words there. Kenny
0: Omega versus Chris, Jer- Chris Jericho. Yeah. Appears on a video screen. <laughs> Next thing we know, he's now wrestling at Wrestle Kingdom for New Japan on January 4th. We
1: thought we saw the Twitter war back and forth. We thought it was a work, which it was, but we didn't know what it was going to lead to. They, he, it started so Chris randomly. Chris Jericho, so. yeah, I know. And Chris Jericho did this thing with the crews. and he apparently asked the WWE wanted to do it. They said no. So screw it. We'll get Ring of Honor in New Japan, guys. Little did we know that this all could lead up to a huge match in the Tokyo Dome. Of course, one of my favorite places to watch wrestling, and uh, Kenny versus. Chris Jericho, it's a dream match, and they're gonna have it at the big stage.
0: It's cool to see Chris Jericho at this stage in the, in the game, uh, giving back. You know, he's you know he's doing he's doing a lot for Kenny Omega, doing a lot for for New Japan, um, still able to use his Chris Jericho name, which he which he has. And he worked in Japan before. It's he worked, like a nice little tie back to it is. his early days. You know, this is possible. you know it's possible knowing what we now know about the whole cruise. This could be the last time we see Chris Jericho in a WWE. We, we could have seen the last Chris Jericho in a WWE ring uh, for several for a years. While. It's possible. Because if, you know, between this and the cruise. And, if, it's, and, if
1: it's not a deal. I mean, he's only,
0: the guy's going towards 50, so it's not like he's if, got a ton of years. If it's left. not
1: a deal where, like, here's what we'll do for you with WWE and New Japan type thing, and Jericho is just doing this on his own, then he won't be in WWE for a little while. Then that I was
0: my first thought. When I first saw this, when I first saw this was happening, I was like, WWE contract or no WWE contract, or you know one time match or a start of a program I couldn't imagine knowing what we know about, yeah, and Jericho's open about it in this podcast. Yeah. Knowing what we know about Jericho's relationship with Vince, I couldn't imagine him doing this and not at least giving Vince a Vince a heads up. I couldn't imagine Vince learning about it I'm from sure some, from some did. assistant telling him. I'm about sure
1: it. that there he, he maybe he just went through Triple H and said, you know, maybe I, I, I think he's a straight to Vince guy. I don't it, think he's a Triple H guy. Yeah, so you think Vince let him do it, or well, or do you well, think well, Vince if said if, you do it, it, but I don't know when I'm going to let you back in?
0: Well, I mean, if, if Vince or if, if Chris isn't contractually obligated to WWE, Vince can't stop him. Yeah, I mean, Vince could have gone. You know, well, I mean, who knows? It is. It would be very Chris Jericho like to would wrestle in January four and then to show up at the Rumble two weeks later.
1: I or or Raw twenty five. It would that would. Hey, not, that's what that's what know, AJ Styles did. It he would, was at Wrestle Kingdom and he was at Royal Rumble when he or debuted.
0: The, the way the way Vince says, you know, I mean, Vince really did pull a lot of obviously a lot of talent uh, from New Japan over the last eighteen he months. Even had Jushin Thunder Liger on NXT. Right. It wouldn't be beyond that we get this favor. You know, New Japan gets this. Gets Vince to grant them okay to sign Chris and no hard feelings, and then all of a sudden, uh, uh, Kenny Omega or
1: somebody else oh. shows up at a Rumble
0: or shows up at a Mania for an appearance, and it's a, it's a give and take. Yeah, here. now I
1: see this is all, this whole thing and what we're talking about. This whole discussion. It's a geek, I know. It, it, but that, yeah, first off, it gets me geeked because uh, like, tapping Ken, his feet. Kenny Omega is he reminds me of Chris Jericho as he was growing like through this career, this type of type of character to, that he has, and to see Jericho at such an age, it's a, it's a great dream match. I can't wait. You're gonna be. Are you gonna stay up for it? It'll be like 4 or 5 a.m. East Coast. Perhaps I'll invite you over. I can't wait. Perhaps I'll invite you over. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> ah, it'll be tough to stay up that late. But I'll do it with you. It's like drinking. It's Wrestle Kingdom. It's like drinking. If you just don't stop, you'll just keep going. You just have to... Okay. Right. Talk to me in New Orleans with that philosophy. Ask Ronell.
0: Don't even question me. <laughs> Who? Share Shot Reality Wrestling Inc. It's been fun. We'll be back next weekend. Of course, you can like, share, comment, do what you got to do. Uh, we will be back. Make sure you check social media out of uh, We have all this news that continues to break. Social media, at two sixteen, at Justin LaBar, at four, where we can opine immediately.